Hey everybody, this is Matt Shu from Upright Health and welcome to episode 15 of the Upright Health podcast. Today I am looking at something called the Harris Hip Score and we're looking at that in the context of hip surgery for people who have femoral acetabular impingement or who have been given the diagnosis of FAI. I've talked in depth about this in videos and uh, online in many different formats. I believe that this diagnosis is one of basically illusory, misplaced uh, faith in diagnostic imaging. Um, and then you pile surgery on top of that and you leave people in a pretty terrible lurch. So I have been getting a lot of comments and emails from people who have been doing the stretches and taking a different approach to their hip problems and they've been seeing marked improvements and I really appreciate your sharing those stories with me because it motivates me to continue digging deeper into the research and helping share more information that others can use to first change their mindset and second start um, doing different things like stretching properly, addressing muscle properly, addressing coordination issues properly so that they can start moving their hips better. So if, uh, you know, for all of, all of you who have already sent, you know, those messages to me, I really appreciate it. I, I really enjoy hearing your stories of success and seeing you succeed really with what can be a really frustrating, painful, and stubborn problem. But in any case, today we're talking about the Harris Hip Score because it's something that I noticed was referenced in a lot of studies on surgery for hip impingement. So basically the Harris Hip Score is a questionnaire that, um, that's used to determine how healthy your hips are. It's only 13 questions in its full form. There's a modified version which is a little bit shorter. It takes out the takes out a number of questions that have almost no, I mean, very little amount of points that they add to your total score, and that, you know, from my experience, are probably from my vantage point anyway, are probably not that effective and useful for assessments. But in any case, it's got 13 questions in its full form, and you can have a total score of 100 points. The Harris Hip Score is used to determine whether or not surgery is successful. So in order to consider a surgery a success, you are supposed to have improvement in your Harris Hip Score of 20 points. So for example, if I were going to consider surgery for my hips, I would be graded using the Harris Hip Score before surgery and after the surgery um, at follow-up, whatever, a couple months down the line, a year down the line, two years down the line, uh, we check in and see what my Harris hip score is. As long as I'm maintaining that 20-point improvement, it's considered a successful surgery. So uh, I'm going to give you a study here to take a look at, and it's, of, uh, it's from the 2009, March 2009 edition of the Clinical Orthopedics and Related Research Journal by J.W. Thomas Bird and K.S. Jones. What they had was 200 people with hip problems. A couple of them had more than one hip that was problematic, so they had 207 hips to work on. Average age was 33 years with 138 men and 62 women. Um, they underwent correction of cam impingement and also 42 patients underwent uh, surgery for cam and pincer impingement. 
So in this abstract, they mentioned that the increase in the Harris HIP score, the average increase, was 20 points. Yes. So based on the average, pretty successful. If we look deeper into the results, we see that, let's see, average improvement in the Harris HIP score at last follow-up was 20 points with a range of negative 17 to positive 60 points. Overall, 83% were improved, although here they don't mention by what amount all those 83% were improved. And they said we noted in continued improvement through the first year with scores maintained in those with two-year follow-up. And let's see, and they did have one patient who had um, some issues that resulted in pain that didn't improve, and then they went ahead and did a total hip arthroplasty, so no fun there. Now, let's assume that 85%, we know this is not true, but let's assume 85% had 20-point improvement or more in their Harris HIP score. Let's assume 100% of these people had a 20-point improvement in their Harris HIP score. That would make a pretty strong case for the usefulness of doing this arthroscopic surgery to improve hip impingement symptoms, right? 20 points. That is, that is our, our threshold. And this is our objective measure. If we are going to use an objective measure like this, we have to know whether this questionnaire is actually measuring things that matter to you as the patient considering the surgery, right? So uh, having seen the Harris HIP score mentioned so many times, I went ahead and pulled up the Harris HIP score and I had my, actually, let's see, here it is. I have it open right here. So the Harris HIP score. I'm going to talk you through a little bit of it. I'm also going to give you the link so you can take a look at it and play with it yourself and see how the points work. Section one is about a lot of stuff that matter to you as a human being. So there's a section one with, that talks about pain, whether you have none. Well, excuse me, let, let, me, let, me, let me read this to you the opposite way. This is the section that gives you the most points improvement. So I, I want you to pay really close attention to this. In section one, pain. The worst possible answer you can give is totally disabled, crippled, pain in bed, bedridden. Next is marked pain, serious limitation of activities, and then moderate pain, tolerable, but makes concessions to pain, some limitations of ordinary activity or work. You may require occasional pain medication stronger than aspirin. The next best one is mild pain, no effect on average activities, rarely moderate pain with unusual activity, and you may take aspirin. The next better one is slight, occasional, no compromise in activity. So you have pain now and then, but doesn't really compromise your activity level. And then the best one, the very best one is none, comma, or ignores it. Okay, so that is your best option in the pain section. And this is where you get the most points on your Harris HIP score. So you could have no pain or you could ignore the pain. And that would actually give you top marks. So if we play around with this, let's say I'm in the marked pain category. I've filled out a couple other things on the, basically all the other fields I've filled. But when I click on uh, the fact that I have marked pain and serious limitation of activities, I get a Harris HIP score. With everything else here filled out, I get a Harris HIP score, 83.6. If I then go ahead and click down to slight occasional no compromise in activity, I get a Harris HIP score of 113.6, which uh, I've managed to 
be spectacular. If I click again to none or ignores it, I can get myself all the way to 117.6 points, right? So if I go from, if I go down just from marked pain, if I go from marked pain to just moderate pain, that's just one step. So again, marked pain, serious limitation of activities, and I go to moderate pain where I have tolerable pain, but I have to make concessions, I have to not do certain things, I have limitations on ordinary activity or work, and I may have to take occasional pain medication stronger than aspirin. I can already increase my score. Here we go, marked pain, 83.6, and moderate pain, I get 93.6. So just by going one notch from marked pain to moderate pain, I have already gotten 10 points. Now, let's say I had the surgery and I went from marked pain to moderate pain. I already achieved 10 points improvement. In my mind as a person, I'm not very happy. So maybe, maybe, maybe if I could get another 10 points somewhere, I would consider my surgery success. So how else would I be getting my 10 points? Well, let's see, there's another section here called limp. Let's say I have a severe limp. In the limp section, I could be severe or unable to walk. I could have a moderate limp, I could have a slight limp, or I could have no limp. So I'm gonna start off with a severe limp, and I'm gonna take it down to, let's say it worked out pretty well. Let's say I got a slight limp. That actually results in an eight point improvement. Uh, I'm not at no limp mind you, and actually I'm still in moderate pain, uh, and I still occasionally have to take stronger pain meds than aspirin, and I'm still limping, and I'm at 18 points improvement already. Let's say I need to also look at how long I can walk, okay? So here we have, you can stay in your bed and chair only, you can be indoors only, you can walk two or three blocks, 10 to 15 minutes, six blocks, 30 minutes, or unlimited. So if I'm at, let's just say I'm at indoors only, and, well actually, you know what, let's say bed and chair only, and then I get to 10 to 15 minutes of walking, so two or three blocks of walking. My improvement there gives me another six points. So I got 10 points from going from marked pain to moderate pain. I got another eight points from making my limp severe to slight, and then I got another six points um, for being able to get out of the bed and chair and walk a couple blocks. Does that sound like a huge smashing success to you if you're considering surgery? If you ask me, a 20-point improvement on the Harris hip score is... Not that great. In fact, is actually achievable if you just use a strong enough narcotic. And I'm not suggesting that anyone do that, but what I am suggesting is that the picture of improvement that is painted by studies that use the Harris HIP score is not really that great, right? If you can get a 10-point improvement in just a just tiny little change in your pain levels, you have a scale that is wildly, wildly subject to um, improper interpretation. If I have marked pain and serious limitation of activities, uh, and that just goes down to like a slight pain and I've already gained 30 points, okay, success. But if that pain comes back, gets worse, and then I just ignore it, and you ask me how's it going, and I say, well, there's some pain, but I just ignore it, bingo, bingo, top score. So. I would love to hear what you think about this, whether you think 
this makes any sense to judge uh, success based on a questionnaire that does not appear to measure things that matter to the human being. And uh, I'd like to hear any stories that you have of what you've done to battle your own hip pain. Go ahead and shoot me an email, send me a message, and definitely give this some thought and share this information with others that you know are considering the idea of hip surgery. So that's it for episode 15. I'm Matt Shu from Upright Health. Please remember that pain sucks. Life shouldn't.